Hey everybody, this is Motown Jones in the studio today with Edward David Anderson of Backyard Tire Fire. How you doing today, Ed? I'm great. How are you? Oh, Good, I'm, sir. I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is a pretty hip place you guys got here. <laughs> well, thank you. I'd like to take some credit for it, but you know, I'm just <laughs> merely riding the coattails here. I dig. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is an introductory for Edward to uh, the community of Viroqua. He is a new resident, and uh, I thought this would be a great opportunity to uh, get familiar with. Uh, Indeed. You know. I, I appreciate the opportunity to do so. Um, we've been here about a month, I guess, and, and uh, so far so good, and met a lot of nice folks, feel very uh, welcome, and, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're really loving it so far, and... and uh, Thanks for giving me the opportunity to sing some songs and play some of my stuff, and and um, I look forward to playing a lot of music around here in the years to come. So and meeting lots of good people too. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, truth be told, you know, the reason Ed moved here is because I told him to. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to suggest his band as one of the featured acts for Live in Viroqua next year, and he was tagged in it, and out of the blue. Yeah. About a month later, he reaches out to me and uh, says, well, I'm moving to town. Yeah, well, it's funny because my wife's like, somebody's, you know, somebody's recommending you guys to, to play up there. And we were already sort of looking at the town, and, and um, we had come up here and camped uh, in September, and we toured uh, the Waldorf School and took took a look around the town, and, and we were camping at Sidey Hollow. And then actually that was the weekend that Andy DeFranco was playing at the temple and Charlie Parr was playing at the bookstore and we just thought wow this place is gold man um so and then the school really impressed us as did uh the community so we're you know we just decided to sort of go for it and pick up and 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 take off so we're we're excited to, that it all worked out and that we're we're here and but there's this awesome station that's already been playing some of my stuff, and then I get to come in and, and do this. So, yes, you know, again, so far so good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you here, and I'm hoping by the end of this program, everybody else is going to be too. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. You betcha. Um, now let's talk about uh, just uh, some, some of your early influences. What, sure. what got the ball rolling for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in my house growing up and stuff, uh, a lot of Beatles and Stones and Neil Young and Crosby, Stills and Nash and um, Jim Croce, um, songs and rock and roll mainly was the stuff that was going on in my house. I didn't hear a ton of stuff that ended up being, you know, even, you know, very influential, especially these days, um, even though... Ironically, my grandfather worked at the same factory as John Prine's dad, and uh, I had cousins that hung out with John and Billy Prine when they were growing up because I grew up um, just outside of Chicago. I didn't know John Prine's songs um, intimately, and I do now, and uh, it's definitely he's, you know, his uh, approach and vibe definitely have an influence on, on what I'm doing these days. And um, another guy that, that these days would be um, Guy Clark, and Towns Van Zant um, are all sort of influential on my solo acoustic thing for sure. Um, but you know, over the years, you know, as I got older, um, I got into jazz, and I'm really pretty open to a lot. I like heavy stuff too. Um, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty eclectic and open to a lot of different kinds of music, and I think that maybe seeps into the writing a little bit, which is you know never a bad thing. So, um, I'm, I'm, and I I'm, I feel like I'm still learning. You know, I, that's the one of the things that I I think I dig so much about music is it's endless. Um, not only discovering new kinds, but um, just learning and writing. Um, that that you, you just, there's always more to to um, absorb and to um, to write, so, write about. So I'm very turned on by that. Sure. Yeah, the evolution just keeps. Yeah, it just keeps going. And uh, I think that's what got me so hooked is I just realized at a certain time that it, was, that it was endless and there was always going to be more to learn. And that's very exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's not keep them waiting much yeah, longer. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure, introduce a song yeah i think that i should kick this off with a song about songs if that's okay this is a, a, a tune that i was sort of thinking about um what my life would be like without a song and how different it would be so that's sort of was the the inspiration behind this one so it's called without a song it goes like this without a song there's nothing to say without a song nothing to play without a song ain't got no show without a song there's no place to go without a song there's nothing to sing no words to rhyme no melody without a song there's nothing to say no place to go if you got nothing to play without a song never meet my girl without a song I'd never see the world without a song I wouldn't know you folks without a song I'd have to learn some jokes without a song nothing to sing no words to rhyme no harmony without a song there's nothing to say no place to go you got nothing to play Yeah, that's that's that'll hopefully make it on a record at some point. 
I, I was sort of thinking about maybe doing it like a big rocking a big heavy kind of social distortion kind of thing maybe I don't know who knows <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it'd work we'll see what what, what shape it takes <laughs> all right so backyard tire fire mm-hmm yeah how'd you come up with the name Simpsons <laughs> oh really yeah no I was just a Simpsons reference you know the Springfield tire fire yeah yeah we were, we were living down in uh in Asheville, North Carolina, in the hills, and uh, I don't think a backyard tire fire was very uncommon in that in those parts, but um, yeah, it was just yeah, um, I'm I'm sort of a Simpsons junkie and buff, if you will, and um, that was really all it was was a, was a Simpsons reference. <laughs> That's cool. I love the Simpsons. <laughs> Me too, too man. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, Asheville. That was something else I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's where you guys started. Where you started the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, we what did were a, you doing there? My wife and I had just gotten married, and um, the band that I was in in Illinois sort of kind of disintegrated, and um, and we wanted to start fresh. So we we moved ourselves down to um, a little town north of Asheville called Marshall. Where they told us not to go, some some folks did, kind of a deliverance kind of thing, and and um, we did though. We went anyway, and we did get robbed. I got a song out of that too, but um, maybe I'll play that a little later. Robbed in North Carolina, but um, anyway, we 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 uh, we we decided to kind of give it a, a go down in, in the Appalachian Mountains, and um, and we loved it, you know, other than getting robbed. Um, and and uh, the band started off down there, and eventually I think we felt like maybe Asheville was more of a um, sort of a acoustic kind of songwritery kind of place. And that band, Tire Fire, there was a, there was a lot of volume there, and, and um, it was you know it's a rock and roll band. So Athens, Georgia, felt like a better fit. So then we moved down to Athens um, in two thousand two. And that's where we made the Live at the Georgia Theater record. And that was our first record, and that's what how we got gigs when we moved back to um, Illinois and Chicagoland and stuff. We had that Live at the Georgia Theater record. And that sort of gave us a little bit of street cred and and, um, and uh, got us going. And, and quickly, I mean, shortly thereafter, you know, we were able to get management agent, and, and it started kind of rolling for us there for a while. We had a good run for, for a handful of years. And then, uh, then we went away for a long time. <laughs> we put out a record called Good to Be in 2010, and um, clearly it wasn't so good to be. Uh, and and we, we stopped and um, went on uh, what I called an indefinite hiatus, which was a polite way of saying, we're done with this. Um, but we ended up coming back, you know, and a little kind of retooled the lineup a little bit. And we've been back for a few years, and it's been great. It's really been fun playing with the guys, and my little brother plays bass in the band, so sort of a good reason for us to get together every now and again. And, um, yeah, it's a really good lineup, and, and, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with those cats. Yeah, I wanted to ask you how you got Matt involved, but um, I'll save that till after we do another song. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to play something, or do you want to roll something off one of the recordings here? Um, I'll play something. Um, why don't I try this? This is, um, well, how about this one? Uh, yeah, this is a song that I just recorded. Um, 
this new record that I just put out. I recorded this album. Um, we had a, we lived on uh, kind of a homestead um, that we just actually sold before we came up here, and we had uh, five acres and um, it was a bird and butterfly sanctuary just uh, east of the Illinois River outside of a little town called Havana, Illinois. And, um, and um, I liked living in a river town. It was pretty cool. I, I'd never done that, I don't know, at least a rural river town like that. I guess in the suburbs I did kind of grow up in a river town on the Fox River, but didn't really think about it as a river town. You don't think about St. Charles, Illinois as a, as a river town, but it is. But Havana felt um, palpably different. I enjoyed it tremendously and uh, wrote a lot of songs when I was there. And this was the first one I wrote when we moved out to that land. And we um, we moved out there sort of mid-pandemic. And I had a we had a little baby girl, and, and um, she's four and a half now. But um, at the time, you know, there was a lot of changes going on. And, and um, um, I did remember Havana. I drove through that town going to play music in a college town in western Illinois. And... Um, but I didn't really pay it any mind. It was just kind of a, a place that you crossed the river. There was a bridge to get across the river. Um, so it wasn't until we went back and found this little homestead that I started sort of digging into Havana and what it was all about and stuff. And so I wrote this tune um, um, called It's Still the River, which is actually the title track to the new record that's coming out later this year. Because what I really remembered about Havana was the Illinois River runs right through it, and um, that's where we crossed to get to Western Illinois University to play the rock and roll music. And um, so, yeah, and the river's still rolling right through there. And so that's what this what inspired this tune. I was rolling down a sand hill, driving southbound in West Central Illinois. Listening to the sound of the wheels going round brings a joy. Well, I used to pass through here for many youthful years some time ago. When I ran from town to town, setting up and tearing down that rock and roll. Well, I'm sure I stopped for gas or to grab my ass a snack a time or two. But I never paid much mind or ever tried to find something to do. And the river rolled on through. Well, they say back in the day, this is where folks came to play. They raised some hell. Was a fish on every dish, cool water at the bottom of every well. Well, they gambled and they smoked and they drank and they told jokes the whole night long. They danced on to the band, even jumped up on the stand, sang a song. And the river rolled on through. Now I'm 49 
nine years old Never did what I was told I stayed the course I played my fingers to the bone Spent all those nights alone On random floors Oh, somehow I met my wife Stumbled into this good life In spite of me Little girl opened my eyes Yeah, she helped me realize What I couldn't see So now I'm rolling down a sand hill Driving southbound in West Central Illinois Listening to the sound of the wheels going round Brings a joy And the river rolls on Thanks, Ed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, for those of us, those of you just turning in right now, this is uh, Edward David Anderson from Backyard Tire Fire. Uh, he's come into the studio today to uh, chat with us for a while and help us get familiar with his uh, his uh, catalog of music. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me again. It's it's been a a pleasure getting to know some folks here and, and sort of sort of settling in. Um, we did buy a house, or I guess we're, we're trying to buy a house, or we're hopefully closing next month, and it's all happening, man. <laughs> awesome. You're here to stay. We're here to stay. For a while, yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking earlier, and uh, you mentioned something about um, having a bit of a lifestyle change. Oh, yeah. And wondering if you were still going to, if the songs were still going to come out. Uh, <laughs> and that makes me ask... Do you have a formula for writing? Is there a certain way that works best for you, or is it just kind of random? I think it's pretty random. It's you know, it's I think they 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 sort of um, they sort of come differently. Um, sometimes the words come first, and and uh, um, then the music sort of falls into place, and sometimes the music will come first and inspire the words and. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I try not to think too much about it and just sort of let it happen naturally, um, and not try to force it. I remember I was invited to write some songs in Nashville in a session where there was a bunch of, um, well, not a bunch, but a hand, it was me and a couple other writers, and the idea was, you know, like it was you're in a you're in a, in a publishing um, house and and you're in a room together and you're gonna hammer out a tune, you know. And it was really weird, sort of foreign to me. Um, it was a good experience, and and one of the people that was in there had written a bunch of hits and stuff. You know, was a, sort of a known writer. And um, I said, I kind of came clean and said, well, you know, I, I don't really, I've never really done this before. You know, I usually write when I'm inspired by something. And uh, the older guy 
said, uh, yeah, well, inspiration's for amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I might be in the wrong place. Because um, it, it's not just... The songs are, are um, very sacred to me, and um, music is very sacred to me and very important. And So the writing isn't... It's also, like, very therapeutic and cathartic and sort of I think maybe I'm trying to help myself try to make some sense of, of what we're all doing here um, or, or at least trying to document some moments I don't know you know like it's it's but it's nothing that I that I that I would try to force myself to do it's something that just usually just sort of falls into place and sort of drops out of the sky you know um, at least the 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 ones that are keepers I have definitely tried to maybe four squares into circles from time to time and those ones get sort of just get scrapped you know yeah. you can sort of sense when something when you're trying too hard with something <laughs> although the, uh, there is that great story about Tom Petty playing the waiting over and over like for weeks playing that same line over and over yeah. again on guitar and eventually the words came and, and he didn't get he didn't let that one go you know like that was something that I think he knew he was onto something and he just kept playing that lick over and over and over again and my goodness what a song yeah, you know that's one. I was playing that for my daughter today. Um, she loved it. <laughs> She's a big Tom Petty fan, which is very cool. Well, that's good. She's four and a half years old. We listen to, to Tom start. Petty now, Dad. And she asked me the other day, "Can we listen to that incredible Tom Petty song?" And there's this tune called "Somewhere Under Heaven." That's sort of an under underappreciated Tom Petty tune. And I said, "Sweetheart, they're all incredible." <laughs> <laughs> well, then it probably won't be an insult to you mm -hmm. when I say that one of the songs off of. Uh, the uh, the the new solo album, the newer one. Mm -hmm. um, I for some reason it was reminding me of the apartment song. Sure, but yeah, not. I don't know. It was something about the it, cadence. That dude, yeah, of the oh man, was, he, he's like, I could hear that. Certainly seeped um, and made his way into to my songs on more than one occasion. You know, you try to, um, it's hard to not be influenced by people like that, but obviously you try to do your own thing, but sometimes you just can't help but be influenced by their greatness. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, you definitely try to, you know, you don't want to write songs that have already been written, but sometimes it's hard to not be influenced by um, these people who you just, you know, you, you know, hold with such reverence. Yeah. And Tom Petty is definitely one of those people, Neil Young and, and, there's another one, and um, Guy Clark and Prine and those guys that I was talking about earlier certainly seep into my tunes, sort of. Or their influence is is there for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it can it could be heard if you've got the ear for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, if if yeah. you're already a fan of the, those other musicians mm -hmm. and you listen to some of Ed's stuff, you know, he, the, yeah, they fit well together. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, um, you were talking about the lifestyle change and. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely things have definitely changed around for for myself and for my wife and everything. I mean, we were on the road together for a while and and uh, riding around in our little RV and and um, with our dog and our cat and staying up all night and raising hell and having a good time and stuff. And and um, now I'm I'm generally in bed by eight. <laughs> I'm not gigging, um, but um, yeah, it's 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 I think it's been a great a great metamorphosis and um something that i think was probably needed to happen um but i was just thinking there's a song that's on the new record that maybe i'll play now if that's all right um, oh yeah that uh and you were talking about how songs come like this was a song that i was um sort of trying to make myself feel better about 
um, that life that I led for for a couple of decades of, of um, late nights and, and and that kind of thing. And you know, I, I'm, I was on the on my way to a gig and, and was sort of like talking myself down a little bit, being like, "Well, you know, you only you know you really only smoked when you drank, um, and you only really drank when you when you worked." And then I realized that I was working like you know two to three hundred nights a year for you know <laughs> so the logic didn't really hold up. But but I thought that sounds like a you know like a, the first line to a to a song, and that sounds how you how you kick a song off and. The hook on this one in the song is called Let's Grow Old, which is clearly a song that I couldn't have written, you know, 20 years ago because you sort of almost, it's hard, you're hard to even think about growing old when you're in your 20s. You know, you almost scoff at it. And um, now, you it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be 52 here in, in, in a month. Um, you just hope that you, you know, have the ability to grow old, the privilege to grow old. And um, so that's sort of where this song came from. And I think that changing, changing my ways around because um, I want to stick around and, and be, a, be a good dad and be here for a long time. So I needed to make some changes. And I just wrote a song here in town, the first one that I wrote. It's called Old Man Dad. I don't think I'll remember all the words, so I'm not going to try to butcher it here on, on, on the air. But this one's called Let's Grow Old. And it'll be, it's on the new, um, and it's a kind of a country um, kind of a country vibe on the record where I'm, yeah, anyway, so I'll just. I only smoked when I drank. I only drank when I worked. I only worked six days a week. Oh, man, it made my head hurt. I changed it all around I figured out up was down I got my feet back on the ground And found, man, to make a better sound Let's grow old, girl In this old world Let's hang around and see
Edward David Anderson again with, uh, what was the name of that one? Let's Grow Old. Let's Grow Old. Uh, Edward recently moved to the area, and uh, if you've just tuned in, we're uh, getting you acquainted with him. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it again. Um, and uh, the first night that we were in town, um, about a month ago or so, uh, we turned on DRT and we heard you play a couple of my tunes and it was like, welcome to Wisconsin. Welcome <laughs> to Viroqua. Um, and it really did feel good, you know, um, to to hear that stuff uh, in a place where, you know, I didn't even know that anybody knew who, the, what I who, what I was doing or who I was. So, um, Oh, yeah, we got people everywhere. Yeah, that's cool, man. That, <laughs> keeping an eye out I, for you. Did I meet you or did, is, was it Eau Claire is where you... Um, yeah. first heard the band like 15 years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, you put it in perspective like that. Yeah, right. Both getting old. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, Stone's Throw in Eau Claire. Yeah. You, got, you were playing as a three-piece at the time. And okay. You were yeah. a couple albums into it. Sure, and, uh, sure. I, I loved it. You guys played very well. Yeah. And I, I liked what you were playing. I liked your, mm -hmm. your lyric content and everything. Mm. You know, you, you, got, you got some songs to make you think. Yeah. And some songs that are, you know, they're about, they're, there's some real sustenance to them. Yeah, man. You know? Well, I appreciate that. You know, like I said, um, I think that the songs are um, probably as much for me as they are for anybody as I'm trying to make sense of all of this. And, um, you know, I guess that's, 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 I haven't really thought about it, but I probably do write them mainly for myself. And you hope that everybody or somebody digs them. Um, but I think first and foremost, for me, it's something that I feel like I need to do. So um, I'm just fortunate that enough people have dug them that I've been able to scratch out a living all these years doing this um, and had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun along the way, too. So and I'm, I'm certainly not done yet. I feel like I'm just getting started. Um, I'm really excited about the new record, Still the River, and, and, um, and also just kind of hammering it out up here and getting to know more people and playing gigs in Wisconsin, I played a lot of gigs up here over the years, but it's been a minute, you know. Um, I was talking to my friend Adam Gruel, um, and he actually helped me sort of helped us sort of find our rental up here and stuff. And um, and and I, I had sort of forgot that he was from Stevens Point or that area or whatever. And I rem was remembering playing a place in Stevens Point in like the '90s, you know, like the mid '90s, um, called Wits End, and it was like on the outskirts of town and camping and just getting rowdy and, and um, it sort of, you know, reminded me how long that I've been coming up here playing music and every place from, you know, the cities of obviously Milwaukee and Madison and Eau Claire and, but also like little places like Sheboygan Falls and, and Rome and, and um, Appleton and Nina and Wassa and just all, you know, all sorts of little, 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 little taverns and stuff and how much fun I've always had. Um, coming up to Wisconsin and playing music and it's just a, it's a cool place man it's um, a lot of down to earth folks you know I feel very comfortable in Wisconsin I always have actually it's 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 weird but when I was a little little kid some of my earliest childhood memories are, are Wisconsin my dad got back from Vietnam and finished his apprenticeship in the city of Chicago as a plumber 
he bought he and my mom bought 40 acres in algoma outside of algoma wisconsin and he he, he built an a-frame with his bare hands and uh on his own out there poured the foundation and everything and i remember my sisters and i going up there and playing in the creek and running through the fields and and spending time in wisconsin as a little kid some of my earliest childhood memories are wisconsin so um it's kind of come full circle moving up moving up here and stuff yeah. <laughs> do you know if it's still there it's still there yeah I, you know, I, I guess, you know, when we had my mom had my little brother and stuff. I just we just we weren't getting up there as much, and they ended up selling that land for God for like dirt cheap back in the day. You know, can't imagine what it'd be worth now. But yeah, I think we Google Earthed it and were able to find it years ago, and it still stands. But I remember uh, my mom always would say that my dad said when he finished it that it was solid as the rock of Gibraltar, so it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, man. Um, should we should we maybe listen to something off the one of these records that we've got uh, queued up here? Can yeah. we can we listen to um Yeah to well, the new tire fire maybe? Yeah, sure. That's that's great. We can uh we can let the audience out we'll there. We'll segue into a rock and roll song here after my stories. Yeah, that way they understand, you know, the whole spectrum that you're bringing to the table here. Exactly. All right, well let's get this going. Uh backyard tire fire, black dirt, blue sky. Um, Royal Potato Family. Yeah, man. Good what, label. What's that? It's a really awesome label that um, I, my label sort of teamed up with um, based out of New York City, uh, Kevin Calibro. Um, it's a, it, they've got a great catalog. It's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, they just put out the new Dwayne Betts record. But um, anyway, yeah, um, Kevin was uh, sort of the dude who, when I first went solo post-Tire Fire, um, kind of believed in me and heard my Lies and Wishes record and, and put that out. And he also put out um, my Loxley Session record. And then when he heard this Tire Fire, um, he wanted to help out with that one too. So we, I had my own label going, but we sort of worked together and he helped me distribute it. So um, this was a fun record to make. It was sort of uh, laborious in that we were all in different places, and it was a pandemic record, and we never were really actually in the same room together. Um, we were all in our like our home studios and stuff. But my goodness, it sounds really good. It sounds like we were in the same room together, and it feels good. And um, I think we were going to play the um, Escovedo, Alejandro Escovedo, is 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 a song uh, was the first tune that I, I remember writing after we had our child and, and I was talking to you about the weirdness of songwriting you start wondering like you know think when things change does it go away and so I was I was pleased to have had this one sort of drop out of the sky um, after a strange dream um, but yeah I'll stop talking let's listen to a record <laughs> all right I've uh, played this on my program before actually here's Alejandro Escovedo from Backyard Tire Fire off. Black Dirt Blue Sky.
me Then I recall what he said Alejandro So there's some rock and roll for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the um, the twelve string there at the end. It's a twelve string Les Paul, which is sort of a rare, rare guitar. And um, I was telling you that we were playing gigs with Government Mule and um, his former guitar tech, the late Farmer, was his name. Was Brian a cool, Farmer. yeah, cool cat. Um, Took a liking to us, and and um, he was showing us Warren's guitars, and and uh, Warren had a twelve string Les Paul, and none of us had ever seen that kind of guitar before. And Scott, the guy who was playing that solo there at the end, Scott Tipping, who plays guitar with Tire Fire, and I've been playing music with him for a long time, um, found one, you know, and it was like reasonable, and he he bought it, and it's kind of a weapon that gets pulled out pretty often at the Tire Fire shows these days. Um, specifically on that tune, he plays it, but on a bunch of stuff, and um, it's a cool sounding instrument, man. It, it's and it, it's it, it sort of never fails that uh, people want to know what that is too. We did a gig with Wilco, and Jeff Tweedy was was very interested in that guitar. I feel like um, people just sort of are drawn to that sound and that, wondering what it is, and they haven't seen the twelve string Les Paul. So that was a little backstory on that tone right there, which is is. Um, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool instrument. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one in person. Mm-hmm. I've seen Mule a few times, but yeah, not I don't, one of those. I don't even really remember Warren pulling it out, you know, that much. I, but I remember it seeing it amongst, you know, several Les Pauls and being like, "Huh, what the heck is that?" You know. Yeah, it might not get much use, but it's nice that it's there when you need it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was cool because we. For us, it was like, wow, okay, you know, we didn't even know that existed, and now that all these years later, it's become sort of this thing that's it's it's, it's a weapon that, like I said, that we use. 
I was mentioned in the Good to Be record. I, I sort of have a um, uh, like a different version that I've worked out in a different key that maybe I'll play for you. Um, this, you know, and it's it's weird. I'll tell this story too, which was a sort of shocking. But, um, the first dad that I talked to, this cat out on the um, Waldorf uh, playground. We, we're right now. We're renting a house across the street from that school. And after they're out of school, you know, the playground's sort of open to the public, and um, some kids were playing over there, so we brought Ella over. My wife and I were hanging out and talking to some different parents, and I was having this conversation with this gentleman who seemed like a cool cat, and, and um, he told me that he was from Idaho. And um, I was like, oh, I love, I love Idaho. It's incredible. It's beautiful. I've, I've been very fortunate to roll through there on a number of occasions playing music. And he was like, well, who were you Who were you running through there with? And I had said, I told him Backyard Tire Fire. And he looked at me sort of strangely, and he started singing the words to this song to me. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, how do you know this? But I remember we did get a good bit of radio play in Idaho, but there's been a number of strange things like that that have happened um, since we've been here, like weird coincidences that just sort of make you feel good about the decision to to to. to, to Go for it. Anyway, this is this this is a tune um, that was uh, the title track to the record "Good to Be" that we put out in 2010. I'll give this to you. It's a minor inconvenience. My fingers cracking and they bleeding. Sometimes it hurts in a good way. Sometimes it's just what I need. It's a minor inconvenience. Way in the hole. Ain't never cared about money Ain't never been much for goals It's okay, it's alright, I'm alive and it's good to be It's okay, it's alright, I'm alive and it's good to be It's good to be It's a minor inconvenience You know, we're rarely around I still live like an old man Running town to town It's a minor inconvenience You know my car's in the shop I brought it back from the dead I just don't know when to stop No, no, no It's okay, it's alright I'm alive and it's good to be it's okay, it's alright, I'm alive and it's good to be It's good to be Oh, it's good to be It's a minor inconvenience My fingers cracking and they bleed Sometimes it hurts in a good way Sometimes it's just what I need It's okay, it's alright, I'm alive and it's good to be It's okay, it's alright, I'm alive and it's good to be Hey, it's okay, it's alright, we're alive, ain't it good to be Oh, it's good to be singing songs with my friend Bob on WDRT. It's good to be. Yeah, 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 yeah.
What a great version of that song. Oh, thank you, sir. I had a uh, I had a backup list. If we were short, if you were at a you know a loss of what should I play, there were a few songs I was going to suggest, and that was <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad I could oblige. So, yeah, thanks so much. That mm-hmm. was uh, good to be title track off the album. Good to be. Maybe uh, I was thinking there's another tune. Yeah, um, off one of the records. Um, Let's try the one, um, maybe Lost and Found. It's kind of a the, the yeah. antithesis to yeah, good yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna turn to uh, some vinyl right now, and uh, just uh, we're gonna let this roll. Um, yeah, this anything? was this was produced by my friend Steve Berlin from Los Lobos. This is my first solo record, and um, yeah, this is a, this is a I like the um, production on this one. Um, this was a song. There was a couple different drummers used in the record, but this one Steve created a loop, and it's got this kind of cool, weird groove, and and it's just it's kind of a neat neat production. So yeah, lost and found. All right, awesome. Here we go. I wanna be new. The world is safe And people are good And things will work out Just like I thought they would
we are at the WDRT studio with Edward David Anderson of Backyard Tire Fire. Yes, indeed. It's been a slice, man. Thanks for having me in here. Hey. It's been a couple of my records. Let me sing my songs. It's Appreciate my it. pleasure. I like doing stuff like this. I do, too. <laughs> Everybody and, and wins. Full disclosure, I'll be honest with the listening audience out there, we are actually recording this late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Way past my bedtime. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been up since like 4 o'clock this morning. Oh, man, it's even uh, earlier than I. I was up at 5. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're pushing midnight here in the studio, but it, it worked out. We could get together and sit down and do it. And uh, yeah, man, a cup of coffee going here. It's it's cool. All right. <laughs> well, I send him off with one more song. Ed. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll play the um the last tune on the new record. It's one's called "Let It Shine," and um sort of been my mantra here for for a minute. And um it actually sort of uh, touches on lyrically on the song "Good to Be." Is if you're listening along, uh, you'll you'll catch the reference. But um, thanks again for, for having me in here tonight and, and for um, playing my, my songs and letting me play my songs. And I look forward to meeting as many of the people that are listening as possible. You know, I, I'm very excited about being here and uh, starting to play gigs around here and just getting to know folks. So, Well, welcome to Viroqua. Thanks yeah, for coming my, in tonight. My pleasure. gonna let this cold world get me down no I ain't gonna let this cold world get me down Lord Lord ain't gonna feel that way tomorrow be a brighter day I ain't gonna let this cold world get me down ain't gonna let this cold world get me down no I ain't gonna let this cold world get me down ain't gonna feel that way tomorrow be a brighter day this cold world get me down Ain't gonna let no bad vibes get to me No, I ain't gonna let no bad vibes get to me Lord, Lord Ain't gonna get to me I'm alive and it's good to be Ain't gonna let no bad vibes get to me all around I'm gonna let my light shine all around Lord, Lord I'm gonna let it shine cause there ain't no light like mine let my light shine all around I ain't gonna let this cold world get me down no I ain't gonna let this cold world get me down Lord, Lord. ain't gonna feel that way tomorrow be a brighter day Ain't gonna let this cold world get me down, Lord, Lord. Ain't gonna let this cold world get me down.
I caught the reference. <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This has been uh, this has been a blast sitting here with Edward David Anderson from Backyard Tire Fire, welcoming him to the community and getting our listeners more familiar with him. Um, go to your local record store and ask for him if you don't find him there. Tell him, stock him. You know, no, don't stalk him like being a stalker. I mean, stalk him like <laughs> stalk the music so it's available for you. Otherwise, um, where can everybody find your music? Yeah, um, well, it's all over like the streaming services and all that stuff. But um, some of it's available at my website, um, edwarddavidanderson.com. My dates are up there and stuff. Obviously, I got I'm on the social medias and all that stuff too. And um, but yeah, it's, a lot of the records are out of print and stuff, but some of it's um, available, still physical copies, and um, but most of it's streamable on like iTunes and all that stuff, too. Yeah. All right, what do you got coming up for shows? Yeah, I'll be at uh, The Main in La Crosse on March 23rd with my friends Chicago Farmer and The Field Notes. Um, I've got a tire fire show in Wisconsin Dells in the middle of April that's going to be announced uh, just coming up here really soon. And then I know I've got something up in on Alaska in June. And then I've got a bunch of dates, like, you know, sort of just scattered throughout the Midwest, mainly Illinois, and I'm flying to do some stuff out on the East Coast. But, yeah, mate, the stuff for Wisconsin is is, uh, is the lacrosse and the Dells and on Alaska, the ones that I've got going right now. But hopefully there's more coming, knock on wood. Oh, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> there's there's going to be some... Uh... Backyard tire fire shows in the backyard here, I'm sure. I hope so. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Motown Jones. This is Edward David Anderson of Backyard Tire Fire, and uh, we thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And uh, you guys take care.